This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. And away we go with the Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz, oddly enough, and Jay Baker is joining me on the uh, telephone. Hey, Jay, how's it going? It is going very well. This is the great time of year, as you know. Not only are we doing the show, but lots of great things are happening. The weather is turning, that wonderful fall that we love so well. This is our first show of autumn 2022, and uh, it's sort of sad to see summer in our rearview mirror, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. A new new season, new things to talk about. I'm sure in the coming weeks we'll talk about um, things you can do around your house to keep it uh, warmer when uh, the cold weather really hits. <laughs> uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be talking about holiday caloric intake and how to stay ahead of your health and fitness while uh, you're battling uh, everything from Halloween treats to Thanksgiving dinner to uh, Christmas cookies. Uh, And don't forget New Year's Eve. There's a lot of calories there as well. But uh, yeah, happy fall, Jay. Uh, Glad we made it. How was your summer? You know, it was a great summer. And then I think we got really lucky. We're here in the Midwest And I think we had a pretty extraordinary summer. We really only had a couple of weeks of really hot and humid weather, and the rest of the year was pretty, pretty nice. It was uh, kind of interesting, too, that the last day of summer where we live, it was 92 degrees. Uh, Yes. And then the next, the very next day, the high was like 65. <laughs> yeah, it like evened out immediately. Yes. Like the last day of summer in the 90s, the first day of fall, high of 65. So uh, I don't know how many uh, pool days are left where uh, you're at if you're listening from uh, a pool deck somewhere in America. I know there's still some uh, issues with heat on the West Coast. Uh, of course, if you're in the South or Southeast uh, part of the United States, you're going to have some nice hot weather uh uh, maybe until next summer when it gets deathly hot for you again. So, uh, Jay, I thought we'd start this week with a, a story about uh, the Hollywood Sign from the Hollywood Sign Trust, which is a, a charitable foundation. It's a 5013C, and you can learn more about them and even donate to help preserve the Hollywood Sign at hollywoodsign.org. But this next year is the 100th anniversary of the Hollywood Sign. Can you believe that? No, uh, and that sign has been through an awful lot, believe it or not. Supposedly, at one point, it got to the point it almost fell off the hill it's on. <laughs> it had gotten into such a state of disrepair, and uh, and there's some pictures of it from that era. So, yeah, I think the whole sign thing is fascinating. It used to say Hollywood land that's right and i guess they took they took the land part down and it just says hollywood now and haven't some famous people uh adopted like an individual letter that's something i'd always heard about that that is an interesting point uh there's only a few letters to choose from so you'd have they'd have to have a pretty high price tag 
uh, on those letters. Uh, you know, maybe the Adam Rich Show can adopt one of those letters. <laughs> um, well, you know, when you drive down the highway and they say the median is, uh, you know, sponsored by, and then there's, you know, some charitable organization. Well, let's take so, over the W. I'll take the W of Wood, Hollywood, yeah. uh, in honor of our radio stations that begin with uh, the letter W, the call letters from the uh, eastern part of the United States. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take control of the W. If, uh, if, they, if they invoice me for it, I'll uh, deny we ever talked about this. Well, and I want one of the vowels because that's what happens on Wheel of Fortune. You know, you have to actually purchase the vowel. <laughs> Well, the Hollywood Sign Trust is uh, giving the 45-foot high sign uh, a cleaning and a brand-new paint job for the 100th anniversary. And it is uh, underway right now. They've, they've started the prep work. Ten workers uh, will pressure wash it. They'll prime it. They'll paint the sign uh, that was last refurbished back in 2012. Um, the cool thing is you can watch all this happening on a 24-7 webcam. I'm sorry, webcam. Uh, on their website, which is hollywoodsign.org. And this Project J will take around eight weeks to continue. And it takes so much time because uh, each letter is 45 feet high. That's a big, that's a big game of, uh, of, uh, w- w- of Wheel of Fortune. That is one oh, big yeah. game. Now, you've seen the sign undoubtedly. And you, oh, yeah. depending on your perspective, you don't realize that, as you said, that each letter is pretty pretty impressive it is uh just enormous and uh it is part of the i guess american lore if you think of like the top 10 iconic geographic places in uh, the country that's on a lot of people's top 10 list right there with the grand canyon and mount rushmore the hollywood sign uh the priming and the painting jay will start on october 3rd they'll wrap up this project on November 1st, so they can start celebrating that 100th anniversary of the Hollywood Land sign. You know, and originally, too, that Hollywood Land sign was uh, an advertisement for a real estate company. Oh, okay. So Hollywood Land then was probably some super upscale development. Yeah, that must have been right when they were developing uh, that part of the valley or the hillside, right? The Hollywood Hills, uh, when you could. You could affordably buy a house back then for only $10 million, which is worth uh, $100 million now. Yeah, we've always said on this show, West Coast real estate is some of the most reasonable real estate in the world. (laughs) You only need need 20% down. So, you know, if you've got a few million dollars lying around, you can get yourself a house in the Hollywood Hills. (laughs) Sure. Well, uh, again, just to wrap this up, it's hollywoodsign.org. If you'd like to learn more about this uh, historic event that's taking place, either the 100th anniversary or how you, if you if you want to, you can even donate to uh, the preservation of the sign. All right, Jay, what's happening in your world? Well, you know, I was driving down the road today, and there was a very large sign on the interstate that said it's Track Safety Awareness Week, and so all this week they're trying to get people to think about track safety they say if you see a railroad track you should think train and you know we tend to because we get so busy in our daily lives we go past railroad crossings all the time and don't really reflect that uh those crossings are potentially very dangerous in fact in the year 2021 there were 2154 collisions 
at a track crossing. I cross several railroad tracks uh, near and around my neighborhood, and I'm telling you, it is it is frightening. I mean, I do I never cross one without thinking, I hope I don't get run over by a locomotive. Because, you, you know, you hear about these stories, and now you're telling me there were over 2,000 of them uh, in 2021. Yeah. So you, you don't you don't think about it in those terms. but Keep your head were, on a swivel, Jay. Yes, absolutely. Some of those there crossings were, don't have a don't have a, you know, an arm that comes down. That's part of the problem. And in rural areas, uh, yeah, they basically just have sort of a graded spot where the road crosses. And there may be that traditional railroad X, you know, meaning railroad crossing sign. Uh, There may or may not be reflective uh, qualities to that sign. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where that's what they're trying to get you to be in mind of. If you see a track, expect a train. In fact, there were 235 fatalities just last year. Jeez. Yeah, me, and uh, 669 injuries, and then I saw something not too long ago. There were a couple of, uh, you know, uh, social influencers that were photographing themselves near railroad tracks, and one of the guys actually got struck and killed by a train. Oh, now that's Darwinism. Now, yeah, that's uh, if you are a social media influencer. Perhaps select someplace other than a railroad track to uh, do your uh, do your work. So that, yeah, that oh, uh, that how, happened. How tragic and senseless. So yeah, you know, really, the, the, the the takeaway here isn't just railroad safety, but selfie s- safety. I mean, how many yes. disastrous stories have you heard where someone's taken a selfie on the side of a cliff or in a yes. dangerous spot because they think they can get more likes and then they get maimed or killed because of the location they chose. So please be careful uh, as you scout out your selfie locations, especially you influ- influencers. Jay, you consider yourself a, an influencer, don't well, you? Well, I do. I have, uh, I think, 46 followers, and they rely <laughs> on me to provide pithy commentary each and every day. You, you get four likes, and you are <laughs> viral. Here's what's funny. I've actually... I'm careful with what I post, but, you know, I think, oh, well, this is clever. Someone will really enjoy this. And, yeah, I think the most likes I got was six likes. So, uh, yeah, I'm (laughs) not much of an influencer. I was so much more influential before social media. I, I, you know, (laughs) I would get six likes on the sidewalk from people just walking by saying, Uh, I like you. And now on social yeah. media, I'm getting five or six likes on something that should be gold. Oh, yeah, well, gold. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm typing that in, thinking, "Hey, they are going to eat this up. <laughs> this is going viral." And you know, six people, thumbs up. Jay Baker, <laughs> the influencer. I have gotten a couple of retweets, and I'm very proud of those. And oh. I think, uh, think you can count retweets as victories. In my those, those are more valuable than likes. Yeah, so if you got two of those, <laughs> yeah. look out. To give you an idea of just how uh, poor I am at Twitter, uh, Adam had to show me one time a few years back how to retweet something. And uh, I, I stayed forever humbled after that event. And you know what I did there, Jay? I was influencing you. <laughs> you were influencing me. <laughs> I think you basically stated, look, 
any fool can do this. I remember. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I better step up to the plate and really get good at this. And you know but what? Yes, while, we're, while, we, while we're talking about it, what is your Twitter? I'm sure the, some of the listeners right now are like, I've got to see what Jay Baker's doing on Twitter. You know, I'm not even sure, but I think it. <laughs> you, now, you can't even influence yourself. No, you would think. I think it's at Jay Baker Voice. I'm pretty sure I that's think, what it think. is. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, you. at Jay Baker Voice. At Jay Baker yeah. Voice, and I'm yeah at Adam Ritz. So, uh, and, and I urge everyone to follow me because uh, I will lead you into a world of insight. In fact, I, do you want me to give you my last post? Yeah, what is it? Uh, a little sad that the queen passed away, but at the reading of the will, I found out that I have a royal title now. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide, call me Deacon Blues. <laughs> I, I thought that was very clever. That is that is pretty good. And it I only know, got one like. And you're a big... Uh... Alabama fan as well. So I'm a big Alabama fan and a big Steely Dan fan. So I combine the two in a readily recognized song lyric to show how culturally literate I was. And it only received two likes. I'm going to guarantee you one more like and one more retweet <laughs> because I'm going to go after we are done with the show. I'm jumping on Twitter and I'm going to share. I'm going to be. You're going to share that. I'm going to help your retweet. influencing of uh, of this oh. over America for sure. That's good because you know being an influencer, man, it's tough work. I get up early, stay up late. I mean, it's uh, it's not easy. It's kids. tough to do. It's it's, it's not tough. for everybody. It's tough to do. You know, the uh, National Institute of Health recommends that you sleep seven to nine hours every night. However, most people can't seem to get that seven to nine hours. We have sort of this perpetually uh, tired populace. But they are saying now if you could increase the quality of your sleep, it may not matter as much as the duration of the sleep. So I don't know. Are you getting seven to nine hours? That is, uh, you know, I like what you're saying here because I, I absolutely am getting seven to nine hours. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a midnight to 830 uh, sleeper. So I'm getting eight and a half hours. Now, when you start questioning uh, the quality of the sleep, that I might only be getting six hours. Because I do, it's hard to fall, say. I fall asleep with the TV on, so and maybe sometimes I, you know, I get into an episode of Forensic Files, and now I'm not, I'm actually not asleep until 1 a.m. Uh, so yeah, the quality of sleep, if you can, if you can set your down head down on the pillow and be out cold, and then get a good seven hours of sleep, that's probably better than 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 being in bed for 11 hours but only getting six hours of sleep because you're on your phone or you're. You know, you're, they, they tell you not to look at your screen right before you go to sleep because it, it affects your, I guess, your, your eyesight keeps working when you close your yes. eyelids because that bright screen just pumps up your pupils. So, uh, yeah, the I, I like what you're saying here, Jay. It's, the, it's not necessarily the hours of sleep. It's the quality of sleep. But, That's right. But you, you should get only... about eight. Maybe if you could only sleep, let's say, an hour and a half. But you say, man, that was super high quality because it was in a dark, cool room. <laughs> I had the perfect cover on. Everything was great. I, you know, I, I know you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. Uh, I get n about 90 minutes, but it's really high quality. Yeah, It's absolutely. really high quality. 
Well, you know that when uh, these TikTok challenges happen, you and I tend to ignore them. One that I tried to ignore all week, but it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And even people that really shouldn't be influenced at all by any social media brought it up to me throughout the week. Have you heard about this nonsense of NyQuil chicken? You know what? I have heard about this, and I've heard about it through more than one channel, and I still don't know what you're supposed to do. Cook your chicken in NyQuil? either. Yeah, apparently. uh, And a lot of these challenges are based on someone saying, well, you know, you're going to intensify the effects of some over-the-counter medicine by doing this. The FDA, which is usually very quiet about these because the FDA has found that by issuing a warning, they sometimes inadvertently get people to go, oh, I'd never heard of that. I should give it a try. So even they've stepped into the arena and said that, no, uh, if you are going to cook chicken with anything at all, please use a food-grade marinade. Do not, do not, do not use an over-the-counter medicine of any kind to cook your chicken. But yes, apparently some people thought it was a pretty good idea to cook their chicken in NyQuil and urged others to do so. So we are saying that you not only probably shouldn't, it's uh, it's detrimental to one's health. It is a bad idea. And I it's want to a make really clear, bad idea. Some, you know, some people listen to the radio and uh, they're not really paying attention. You know, maybe they're in their car and it's raining and the windshield wipers are going and the kids are in the backseat yelling and really all they hear or what they got out of what we just discussed was a new recipe for chicken. Uh, That is (laughs) not the case. Do not. Hey, Mom. Yeah, just do not. Hey, this is good news. Charity is still a thing. A new survey said that six in 10 Americans are planning on giving to the charity of their choice this year. Uh, We still are having a bit of a problem with inflation and some high prices for gasoline and things like that. But thankfully, most people are still in a very charitable frame of mind. And I know that's one of the things that we like to talk about on this show is to really think of ways that you can give and uh, encourage others to give as well. Six in 10 give to charity. That means four in 10 don't. So who are these four people? Who are they? Well, those four people are known as deadbeats. Those are the deadbeats. You know, I hope <laughs> deadbeats. Here's some guy. Look, I couldn't give to charity this year, and you called me a deadbeat. No, we don't. We don't want to get in trouble with that. And there, you know, the the four people that don't give may may have reasons not to give. But you know, I think that we do live in a world where if you do, or if you are so inclined to give to charity. Uh, there's several different very effective ways that you can. You know, here's a a charity idea for you, Jay. Uh, And it's great to do it this time of year. And I try to do it. I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect, and I do this every year. But I try to do it, and I pull it off sometimes. And that is when you go to your local pharmacy to get what you need, be it Mm -hmm. toothpaste or flossers or deodorant, there is a uh, a toy aisle in in the pharmacy. And there's really not a bad selection of toys, and they're very affordable. So if you are uh, ahead of your budget, and you've got your, all your bills paid, and, you're, and you know you're not going to be, I guess, check to check for that month, and you've got an extra 20 bucks, 
Go ahead and get your toothpaste and your deodorant, walk through the toy aisle, and grab a, a $15 or $20 toy. And, right. And get it now and just throw it in a closet because around the corner will be all the toy drives. And as soon as uh, – and, and a lot of places have toy drives that, you're, that you wouldn't think would have them. For example, you know, where you work out, your gym, uh, the, bank, right. the bank you go to, or – the normal store, the grocery store you go to, you'll walk in and all of it, there'll be a giant cardboard tub with a toy drive from you know the first of November until the middle of December. And uh, guess what? If you've got a, a toy in your in the trunk of your car that you picked up at the pharmacy, just walk right out, get the get the toy, pop it in the the, the cardboard box. Great, it, you know, and it's it's that easy. And it and it didn't break your budget, didn't break the bank. Um, the little side, I guess, uh, advice here is when you walk into a store, if you see the cardboard box by the entrance that says toy drive, and that mm-hmm. store you're going into has a toy aisle, swing through the toy aisle, grab something that's ten or twenty bucks, and and you you don't even have to put it in your shopping bag to take it to your car because you can drop it off in the cardboard box on the way to the parking lot. It is a great idea. And as you said, those toy drives are great because there are people that really care and try to get uh, people who are less fortunate uh, more Christmas than they would be able to afford. Um, and then the, the as far as financials go, you hit the nail on the head. This has been a tough year. Inflation through the roof, gas prices, food prices. Um, I just read the uh, the Fed has increased the um, the percentage rates on buying homes again. Uh, so it, these are tough times for sure. Uh, and maybe you won't be able to give money or even that ten dollar toy. But what you can do, and we've talked about this on the show, use your social media and your word of mouth to promote these types of causes. So if you're not in the position to give money or a toy, you are in the position to get on your Facebook page and share or promote a local toy drive or a local charity. And then maybe some of your friends or contacts will see that post and it will inspire them to get involved if they have the uh, resources and means to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, the toy drive thing, it, it's, it, it can be just that simple of just swinging by a toy aisle, picking up an item and holding on to it or donating it at the store if they're actually collecting. And here's a little tip I use. Buy something that you wouldn't play with. Yes. Funny <laughs> because, you said that. Because I wouldn't keep I know, it. I, I know keep how it. my mind would wander. And I would be in that closet a month later, and I'd go, you know, this fire set with the rescue unit, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. The, the worst idea was when I bought a magic kit for a toy drive because <laughs> the kid never got it. I still play yeah. with it. <laughs> and you're still you, – there's a couple of amazing tricks that you do that I still haven't been able to figure and out. to this day, how on earth you did it. Yeah. I am wowing audiences across the country. Sometimes when you eat uh, lunch with Adam, uh, part of your wallet can disappear. It's uh, <laughs> it's like magic. It's a trick. I'm that telling is, you. It's ma- do you believe in magic? I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, oh, you know, we always like to try to recognize celebrities that go out of their way to help others. And I thought this was a great story. Tim Tebow, who was the only sophomore in NCAA history to win – a Heisman Trophy. I didn't believe it or 
Yeah, Tim. Th- well, it just shows you what a truly amazing athlete he, he he was and is. You know, he tried to become a professional football player and fell short in a couple opportunities. Never really caught on as a quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, was the team uh, tried him out as a tight end. I think was it a year ago or the year before? Do yeah, you remember? I do remember that a few years back. Yeah. And uh, they just didn't feel he had the physicality to do it. And he even tried a baseball career. But he is a very good guy and a a good sports analyst. Uh, So he's got this Heisman Trophy. And he got this idea. He was at a, uh, a fundraiser. And Coach Saban, who Tim Tebow famously lost to in the world championship, Garrett, yeah, the national championship game. Tim said, I just can't allow Coach Saban to raise more money than I'm raising. So he got the idea of fundraising, actually selling the use of his Heisman Trophy for a year. (laughs) So he has, for the last eight years, auctioned off the Heisman Trophy. And if you are the highest bidder, you get to enjoy it for a year. This is brilliant because we've done these I stories so before. Ryan Lochte, uh, the swimmer, he's yeah. auctioned off his gold, me- his Olympic gold medals. But what his mistake is, you get to keep the gold medal. Right. So Tebow, his genius is that you. It's a, like a lease. It's a lease program. You get his right. Heisman Trophy for a year, and then you have to give it back. Well, and that's the whole thing. I mean, this idea of auctioning off the trophy is brilliant because, you know, at the end of the NHL season, you know, the uh, Stanley Cup is photographed everywhere. And, you know, as long as the cup isn't broken, uh, they encourage it. So here you get your very own uh, Heisman Trophy. So, you, you, you know, you and I, what we would do is uh, have it in our office and then someone walks in and they go, is that a and you just cut them off and go well of course it is it is a heisman trophy yeah it's it a, is a heisman trophy so yeah you know i won that uh during my uh, third year collegiately do we have a cost, you probably remember uh, do we have a money uh, amount that uh, has been raised well, through this he has raised over a million dollars over the last eight years Wow. and the last gentleman to have the tro- the very first celebrity that won the Tim Tebow trophy was Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> so Kathy Lee Gifford had the the Tim Tebow Heisman trophy for a while. And last year's winner was Luke Bryan, uh, the uh, country and Western star. And I guess the country and Western star had Luke had his uh, trophy. Uh, he, he, he had it, uh, he apparently put peanut butter on part of the trophy so that his parrot would uh, eat uh, peanut butter off the trophy. And then he put a small Georgia jersey on the trophy because he's a big Georgia fan. And I mean, so as long as you don't damage the trophy, you can have some fun. This could be fun. I mean, if you're not a Florida Gators fan, and let's say, uh, yeah, you, Tim Tebow was the guy that beat your team, uh, yeah. you, you use it as a doorstop. Uh, you know, you maybe you, you put it in your backyard around the fountain just to hold up sure. the hold up the the bricks. We've always <laughs> talked about that. You know, you put it you put it next to the toaster and it's holding a piece of toast. I mean, you know, have fun. It's uh, you know, you put your little you got a little hat 
It's your hat holder. You put a little hat on <laughs> top of the helmet. Hat. Put a hat on there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, hats off to uh, Tim Tebow for even thinking of that. million you bucks. Know, wow. Yeah, a million bucks over the last eight years. So he's on to something and uh, out raising uh, charitable funds each and every year. And uh, one of the reasons why Jay Baker is such an influencer on social media is because of how effortlessly you connect Tim Tebow and Kathy Lee Gifford in the same story. That was listen. I love Kathy Lee. Love Tim Tebow. I uh, I want to pay homage to all of them, and uh, you know how that goes. Who doesn't like Kathy Lee? What, she's an American <laughs> Who treasure. Doesn't like she is an American. Can't you treasure. auction off Kathy Lee and you get her for a year? <laughs> yeah, I see some potential problems with that, but hey, why not? You know, use her as a doorstop. I don't know what you do with it's Kathy for Lee. Charity. But it's for charity. Oh, goodness. <laughs> she goes from morning show host, national morning show host to doorstop. doorstop. But, yeah. you know, she's doing it for a charitable cause, and that's what we like. <laughs> well, Jay, we've got about uh, 45 seconds left here. I want to thank you for coming on and uh, welcome you to fall. I'm looking forward to the content and conversations we're going to have over the next uh, three months uh, during the autumn. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some cool football charities as well. A lot of football teams, both uh, high school, well, not both, but all all three levels, high school, college, and pro, get involved with some amazing causes. And we've got Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up, uh, Movember for uh, prostate cancer awareness, a lot of cool stuff coming up football-related, and you and I are both huge football fans. So I'm looking forward to uh, those conversations as well. We want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us. You can hear each and every episode of this show in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.